This is the Kirk Student Ministry Podcast, where we will discuss what is happening in youth culture today and apply biblical perspective to the questions that you, our listeners, may be asking as parents raising your youth in this culture. We will be seeking to answer the questions of our parents involved at the Kirk through gospel-centered conversations with experts in the field and application of useful resources. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe to this podcast or find any of our online resources at thekirk.org slash student ministry. Let's get our attitude toward our bodies and toward gender roles right. If you're a mom or a dad or a teenager and you don't like your body or your child doesn't like your body, take it seriously, you know, um, but also point out that you're battling. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to the Kirsten Ministry Podcast. Uh, we have Dan Doriani. Um, nice to be here. Yeah, and he is coming to to talk about transgender. Um, and I'm going to hand it over to you, let you introduce yourself a little bit, and possibly introduce our topic. Yeah, okay. So Dan Doriani is my name, and I teach uh, the Bible and theology and biblical ethics at Covenant Seminary. And so naturally, if you're doing ethics, you have to hit the hot topics of the day. So that includes, you know, things like racism and homosexuality and sexuality and how do you respect a leader that you don't like. And of course, one of the hottest topics is transgender. Uh, Transgender uh, used to be a very minor issue. Most people knew nothing of it for years and years and years. And that's because, statistically speaking, about one out of roughly every 20,000 people felt that they were transgender uh, in the past. And then that skyrocketed to self-reporting. About one out of every 300 people today will say that. And that changed in a span of about 10 or 15 years. It's a huge increase uh, on that front. Um, The other thing I'll mention, we may get into it, of course, John, is that there have always been people who had imperfect uh, development in utero because of genetic abnormalities mm-hmm. and uh, what's sometimes called intersex or uh, genetic problems in development um, that have to do our reproductive capacities is probably the least common of the major categories of uh, genetic abnormalities. So less than a thousand babies a year, a little bit less than a thousand. Whereas you get things like uh, cleft lip and cleft palate, might be more like fifteen thousand mm-hmm. a year, or you know, uh, most most uh, problems like with your spinal cords, your hands, your feet, are more like five thousand or seven thousand a year. So the major categories is the least common of the major categories. Okay. So where does transgender fall into that? Well, tra- transgender. There's two sides of transgender. So the one side is the feeling. Mm-hmm that I have within me yeah. that I either don't like my body at all or at the extreme, I'm, I'm trapped in the wrong body. Okay. So we distinguish between the psychological feeling or other people just they're at, at ill at ease with their body. That yeah. would count as body dysphoria. So body dysphoria, I don't like my body, maybe even I hate my body, mm-hmm. is over here. And then um, in all the forms of body dysphoria, there's gender dysphoria, which means I, I especially don't like my gender. I wake okay. up, when I take a shower, I feel that I'm not sure I'm glad I'm a man yeah. or I'm a woman. 
So that's the feeling. And then there's this other group of people that have a genetic abnormalities, sometimes called intersex. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, they overlap, but not, not necessarily all that much. I mean, somebody who has a genetic abnormality may wish they were, they're a man with some challenges physiologically, and they wish they were more a man. So to be, uh, to be intersex is not the same as being transgender, but in the debate today, people run them together. And they say, the reason why we have gender dysphoria, bad feelings about my gender, is because of chromosomes, which is true occasionally, but by no means always. Um, so part of, part of me kind of heads to a, a comedy that I once saw, okay. um, a Christopher Guest movie. Do you know okay. who that is? He's done like, I know who Christopher Guest is. Yes. Yeah, he's done like Spinal Tap. He's done a right. show. But he did a movie called um, A Mighty Wind, which is a, which a, I saw. a, a folk music right. um, spoof. Yeah, and so at the end of it, not to spoil anything, but you know the, the upright bassist in this folk band, he says, I, I came to realize something that I want to do exactly what I'm doing, but I want to do it as a woman. Right. Um, this is a very manly man, but uh-huh. all of a sudden he's holding an upright bass and all of a sudden he's wearing a dress. Uh-huh. You know, where does, um, it's, it's a comical spin on this, obviously, right. but where does uh, somebody like that fall into the categories that you just listed off? So um, people who say, uh, maybe let me back off and say sure. something different sure. first. If you bump into somebody who says, uh, I don't like my body. Uh, the first thing you should do is kind of pull back. I, I appreciate the comic angle, but let's do it the yeah. personal angle first. And say, so if somebody says, I don't like my body, the first thing you want to do is listen to them mm-hmm. and see what's happening in their life and in what sense they don't like their body. Uh, cutting and anorexia mm-hmm. and bulimia all come from body dysphoria. That is profound sense that I'm ill at ease with my body. It's... Uh, it's not doing what I want it to do. It's too, it looks, I look fat. You look at me and say, you look normal to me, or maybe they are a little bit overweight. And so they, they binge and they starve themselves. Those are serious things. You should take it seriously. Um, and you should listen to them. And if, uh, so I'll get to Mighty Wind in a second. If uh, somebody says, I am, I feel that I'm a woman in a man's body and I hate my body, I hate my sexual identity my biological sex, you need to listen to that because they're probably in a lot of distress, um, at least historically. They're in a lot of distress. And I'll just say, how would you like to wake up in the morning thinking you have the wrong body? Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody would want that. Yeah. Uh, the, the issue is that it's become a hot issue. <clears throat> the problem with transgender and body uh, gender dysphoria is it becomes hot and trendy. And so people say, oh, I'm transgender and... I mean, you can't go from 1 in 20,000 to 1 in 300 in 10 or 15 years without some social pressure going on. And so, um, I mean, a lot of people are just joking like the person in the movie. absolutely. And a lot of people just want to shock. And people who are troubled and they don't know why, they're looking for a diagnosis, will just say, oh, I must be, I must have gender dysphoria. Yeah. I must be transgender. I don't know what else. I've got something terribly wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to try this label out and see if I get attention and get some help. Yeah. But there's a lot of mockery and a lot of cross-dressing is just silliness. Yeah. Or I'm going to try this and see if it's maybe even sexually stimulating or crazy or fun. I just, I'm hungry for a new experience. Yeah. 
So can you can you like break out the word like transgender? If you were to put that in a dictionary, uh, right? Would right. you know how to define that? Uh, yeah, I, what I would do is say we got to put it with a cluster of words. You know, in some dictionaries they put clusters of words together. Yeah. So body dysphoria means I'm deeply ill at ease with my body. Uh-huh. Gender dysphoria means I'm deeply troubled by my biological condition. Uh-huh. That doesn't seem to match up. Transgender would be a, a descriptive of somebody who starts to do something chemically, hormonally, or through surgery to bring the body into line with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so the main form of a transgender is a person who thinks they have the wrong gender ascribed to them or assigned to them, and then they're taking hormones. Mm-hmm. That's by far the most common. Mm-hmm. So either a man will take hormones to suppress their male hormones, a woman to suppress her female hormones, and then on top of that take, if you're a man, you take female hormones, and if you're a woman, you take male hormones. Okay. Most people don't get surgery. The surgery um, really doesn't work that well. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you have um, if you have the surgery, it's all really common that you're going to have incontinence. Yeah. When you get after a little bit older, after a little while, yeah. and uh, things just don't work that well. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I took your ethics class. Uh, Didn't talk about that. that no, because no, it wasn't that, hot. That's, that's what I want to ask yeah. about. Is it was a fantastic class, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because it does hit all these hot topics. It makes it kind of fun and, and you know realistic in a lot of ways of ways we can uh, you know minister to people and in a real time way. Um, but trans, we didn't do transgender. Like five minutes. We did like maybe yeah, three, four, five minutes. You maybe minutes. gave us an article to read yeah, about, right. about it. Yep. Um, I really don't remember much. but yeah. and, and I gave you a slew of topics that we could talk about on this podcast. Yeah. But you, you, you have a wealth of knowledge that you sit on. And um, and this is what you, you want to approach. And I want to ask why, um, aside yeah. from it being a hot topic. Right, right. Um, I wanted to talk about it because it gets, uh, it's not all that important in itself. I mean, a lot of people, probably most of the people listen to this podcast will never have a serious conversation with somebody who's in their life, who's truly transgender mm-hmm. or truly deeply uh, got body dysphoria. Um, you know, a couple of you will. You'll meet people that have body dysphoria. Again, it's body dysphoria is over on the left. Chris, nobody can see that I'm gesturing here. So body dysphoria is this bigger category over at the left. Then there's gender dysphoria is smaller yeah. than moving over to the right. And then there's transgender, like, I like to cross-dress once in a while. It makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Or a man who says, I don't know why, but I got all these tensions. And if I just wear earrings and maybe a blouse once in a while and put on a little makeup, it just makes my life easier. Okay. There are people like that. Yeah. There are a fair number of them. Yeah. And, um, that's, and then you go to people who are taking hormones. That's a smaller group. Yeah. And then the much smaller group you know, has surgery. So what I really care about is, is two things. One is to um, raise awareness of body issues and to say that I think, tra- oh, I'm not alone in this, a lot of people think um, transgender, comes, transgender comes from body image problems in our society at large. Yeah. So, you know, you're these hyper-masculinized men and you the superheroes who are impervious and they're solid muscle and 
and they can leap and jump and crush and punch. And, you know, a lot of men fall short of that. Yeah. Almost all men. Yeah. And then you have these beautiful women who are beautiful for a living. I mean, they work out and they have cosmetics done all the time. And what real woman can match that? Well, I mean, if you can, yeah. maybe half of 1%. Yeah. And so we feel terrible about our bodies. Um, and some are realistic and some are unrealistic. Some say, oh, that's, of course, who's like that? But others really feel bad that they don't meet what they think are the standards of our culture. So I want to label that. Yeah. I want to label the fact that, you know, some people don't take care of their bodies as well as they should. And that compounds it whether they don't exercise or they, they eat too much. And that doesn't mean you're transgender. Yeah. But let's address body issues um, and be godly and biblical about our body issues. Feminism also creates problems. You know, feminism in extreme form says a woman's capacity to reproduce makes her a slave. Society enslaves her. She has to have children. She can't have a career. She has to take time out from her career. And so for some feminists, the body's a problem. And that's been taught for a long time. And so some of these long-term issues are coming to roost. The other thing is that um, uh, there are such things as trends in uh, mental illness. So a hundred years ago, almost a hundred years plus a month ago, uh, World War One ended. Okay. Wow. And there was a mental illness that struck in World War One. It's called dissociative fugue state. Okay. There were always people who had it, or people have it today, tiny number. But a lot more during World War One. Yeah. Dissociative fugue state means you have a break with reality. You don't know why you are where you are. You don't know how you got there. Like you lose a week or two or a few days of your life. You just, you wake up. Fugue means you fly. You, you aren't, you were in England and all of a sudden you're in Algeria. Why do you think, especially in young men, dissociative fugue state arose during World War I? Let me think. Maybe it really happened to some people and other people said, I don't want to go the trenches of World War One just get murdered for no reason. So then they they had that mm-hmm. mental illness and it rocketed upwards, yeah. and then it stopped after World War One ended. So you know, fifty years ago everybody was schizophrenic. Ten years ago everybody was bipolar. Twenty years ago everybody had ADHD, and right now it's just a lot of people with transgender. Mm-hmm. I think what I want to say then is. People who think they're transgender have body problems are probably depressed or sad. Maybe they've been mistreated, maybe sexually assaulted, maybe beaten or bullied. Those are real issues. Yeah. But it doesn't mean your body dysphoric or that you're transgender. It means you need to see a counselor, right. you see your pastor, you need to work through your issues. Yeah. And not jump to a conclusion that's actually false and can be really destructive. I mean, the hormones... They cause a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. If you want to change, if you don't take male hormones, if you're a woman, and then switch back to being a woman, it may not work well for you. Yeah, you, your uh, your system may be troubled for a long time. So I, I was listening to um, to an interview with a. It was the first uh, registered, and I, I don't. I might say this wrong. Non-binary person. First registered. Okay. Uh, meaning. They don't associate with any gender. Right. Um, and I, I was listening to their interview. Is, so, you know, they came to the conclusion, like, I'm, I'm neither gender. 
Um, and they were telling stories as to how they came to that conclusion. Okay. And what uh, struck me was they were neither affirmed as a male or as a female because he never felt like he was never masculine enough or feminine enough. So he said he, 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 he was born a man. Right. Um, he uh, didn't feel affirmed in either, so he must be neither. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that really struck me. And what you talked about is, you know, they're, they're um, not fitting the cultural right. mold of what it right. means to be a certain gender. And, right. and so um, in some ways we can uh, affirm a transgender person in the sense of like, yeah, the culture isn't treating you right. Mm -hmm. And they're not affirming your, your femininity um, or your masculinity right. um, in the way that the Bible should. Right. Um, but yet that doesn't mean you should turn to transgenderism. Right, exactly. Um, and so how do we combat that? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for that question. So let's, uh, you know, you read this cases. I haven't, uh, I've only heard one person, but I've read accounts. And a lot of the guys who, you know, think they're a woman are slender. Mm -hmm. They don't like contact sports. They were bullied. Maybe they skipped grades. And so, you know, they're highly intelligent. And then they're 13 with 16-year-olds. Yeah. And it doesn't work well. So I'll, I think I'll be a, I'll present as a woman. I mean, it's more complicated than that. But, yeah, yeah. So what I would like to do, and you hinted at it, is I give boys freedom to not conform to stereotypes mm -hmm. and give girls, who are really girls, the freedom to not conform to stereotypes. So, um, you know, we think of, the funny one is, uh, in America, we think that men grill yeah. meat, right? But <laughs> women cook over a stove. Yeah. So we agree that both men and women can cook, right? We think men cook outside and women cook inside. It's kind of arbitrary. Yeah. And wouldn't it be pretty good if a woman likes to grill that we didn't think, oh, she's masculinized. Mm -hmm. Or if you had a boy who's 7 or 8 or 12 or 14 who likes to saute vegetables on an iron skillet, yeah. that doesn't mean he's effeminate. It just yeah. means he likes to do other things. And, you know, some boys hate contact sports, and some girls like contact sports. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think we need to affirm that there are lots of ways to be a man and lots of ways to be a woman. You do not have to be a, an athlete or have muscle mass to be a man. And you don't have to... Um, you know, avoid the outdoors and rough, dangerous activities to be a woman. Yeah. Women can be rock climbers and mountain climbers and marathoners, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a, a interesting scenario. If Jesus was placed in, in our culture today, yes. do you think he would have been bullied for his type of masculinity? Uh... That's an interesting question. I think people were hostile toward him. We know yeah. that because he, you know, violated their expectations yeah. so much. Uh, you know, he was a, uh, our translations say carpenter, but yeah. the word is tectone, which means somebody who works with wood, yeah. stone, and metal. So he was probably a pretty strong uh, dude. Yeah. Um, you probably wouldn't have bullied him in the physical sense so much yeah. uh, but they might have been mad at him and they might have said what kind of a man are you you don't strike back yeah when people hit he you a, he was a gentle man 
He was a very gentle man. Yeah. Right. He wouldn't have. I don't think he would have looked like a target to people. Yeah. But he upset them, and I think he would have been probably criticized by a lot of people. And he didn't get married. What's wrong with you? Yeah. He would have had some criticism for not conforming to the norms of the day. Yeah. Um. So let, let's a good go. question. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's when you when you think about biblical manhood, you obviously right. You know, you think of Jesus, right? Um, and you, you think of everything that you know. He had some very masculine features. He was probably a much stronger man than physically stronger than I've ever been, just because he was a carpenter. Yeah. Um. And but yet he holds more um uh, of a gentle spirit than I am. Right, right, right. Um. And which would be attributed to being feminine. And in our culture, in a lot of ways. Yep. Sometimes um, it is. So, um, but he was very much a hundred percent man. Uh, yes. So, uh, I, I always think of it in those terms, and I, I yeah. just want to hear your thoughts on that. And, um, so let's get a very practical. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a teenager. I, I go to. You're uh, not a teenager. You're I'm pretending a, you're. A I'm pretending to be a teenager. Are you still in your twenties? I'm not. I'm officially thirty. I kind of uh, thought so. Yeah, I'm officially thirty. Um, and I, let, let's say I go to, uh, any high school, um, okay. I'm 16 right. and I hear of an acquaintance who is claiming to be a transgender. Right. Um, and I go home hopefully, and I tell my parents that okay. as a parent, how do I respond? So as a parent, I would say the following things that say, this person is in your life that's mm-hmm. different from hearing about them. So if they're in your life, they're in your, you know, fourth period class, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, I would say, look, there's two possibilities. One is they're seeking attention. They're troubled. Saying I'm transgender is a great way to get attention, positive attention, affirmation, get counseling, etc. Today, um, trans, the transgender community itself knows that a lot of people just say I'm transgender mm-hmm. in order to get some attention and affirmation. It's a good way to get that right now. Um, so I'd say to my son or daughter, that's a possibility. The other possibility is they're um, it's less likely, but it's a real possibility that they really are having a lot of body dysphoria mm-hmm. and gender dysphoria. And if you end up talking to them, be compassionate, listen. If they're actually your friend, you know, say something like, look, I don't know all that much about it, but uh, hormone therapy is pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like if a boy starts hormone therapy when he's 13, let's say you're a boy and you have an eighth grade friend, uh, that boy, if he takes him a while, will never grow to full size, mm-hmm. will never have full shoulder size, never have full bone density, never have full musculature. I mean, don't start taking these medications, these hormones, lightly and it's gotten easier and easier to get the hormones so realistically if you hear so-and-so is transgender you're probably not going to have a serious conversation with them if you do listen compassionately and try to discern whether they are genuinely deeply distressed with their body or their attention seeking mm-hmm. and if they're deeply distressed with their body sometimes people say trans when they just mean out like my body mm-hmm. so that's not quite the same. That's not the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the guy who doesn't like his body might just be short and not very muscular. You know, maybe 
maybe you talk about all the artists and all the musicians. You know, if he wants to, maybe he wants to go to the gym with you. Maybe you can get a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be an option, too. I mean, just, in other words, play it by ear. See what kind of person this is. Mm-hmm. See what the nature of a relationship is. Uh, don't jump to conclusions. Yeah. That someone is trans just because they say it. Yeah. Um, so one thing I think about is, you know, I think it, it being in a Christian home, that's a really solid way to approach it. Absolutely. And however, the other areas of influence, meaning if it's some of like the area schools we have here in town, they're affirming of being trans. Powerfully, powerfully so. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the student is hearing in one ear, yeah. there is no issue here. Right. Um, we should actually encourage yes. the students to come out yes. in whatever form they choose. Yes. And, but yes. at home, they're hearing the other thing. Yes. Um, and so the, the student has the issue of who's right and who's wrong. And yet they still go home and ask mom and dad this. Right. Um, but they're still going to be battling it, um, going yeah. back and forth to school. Yeah. And there's a time when you, when you just have to not talk. Uh, if you don't think you're going to be heard. It's okay to be quiet. Yeah. But if you would say what I just said in a public high school, which is not a place of rational discourse, yeah, you could just be shouted down and accused of being a hater. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're at a conference on trans issues and you say that among, you know, a group of a large group of experts, a large group of experts would agree with everything I said. The trans people will freely admit that a lot of people who say they're trans right now are just jumping in a bandwagon because they're troubled about mm-hmm. something. Again, the associative fugue state in 1915 mm-hmm. skyrockets. ADHD skyrocketed in the 80s and 90s. 2000s bipolar. Mm-hmm. And you can just track these. Yeah. And uh, when a wave is riding high, it's hard to resist it. I mean, a lot of kids were put on ADHD medicines because yeah. they're just a little bit crazy. Yeah, You know, they're just a little bit bad. They're a little naughty. I mean, I, I, I think there's a good chance. I'm not ADHD, but I think there's a chance that somebody would have offered ADHD medications to my parents when I was in third and fourth grade because I had way too much energy and I thought school was incredibly boring. Yeah. So I was I misbehaved a lot. It didn't make me ADHD, but there was a period when a lot of kids were put on ADHD drugs. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. So you just have to pull back and say, I would, I would say, hey, let's just slow down a little bit and let's remember some basic things. Christian parents, I think it's worth reminding your kids that God created us male and female. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, you know, beginning to end. Of the Bible that's there, and you know Jesus repeats that in the beginning God made us male and female. So the the Bible does speak of binaries, uh, even in people who have um, irregularities in their formation. Mm-hmm. Um, their their cells are X Y or XX. There's, mm-hmm. there's actually a tiny number of people that have two X's and a Y. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those people never know that. Yeah, uh, some things pop up sometimes. Even people with Irregular chromosomes are ordinarily um, a male or female. Physically, just look at them; yeah. they are, and they never know differently usually. Yeah. So I'm not denying that there are genetic problems that pop up from time to time, but the vast, vast, vast majority of humanity is 
male or female kind of period. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'll say is it's important when people say I'm trans and you can't question I'm trans. I'm, I am I am a man and I become a woman and they're very dogmatic that they're the wrong gender. Mm-hmm. If you keep listening to the trans discussions, especially their internal discussions, they praise people and want to curse people who are male Monday and Tuesday. Trans are intersex on Wednesday mm-hmm. and are a woman Thursday to Saturday. I mean, there's a lot of people who uh, write that mm. and support that. And yeah. So on the one hand, they're saying, hey, I can't help it. It's iron. I'm a man trapped in a woman's body. But then, you know, a month later, the same person says, now, if you want to, be, if it helps you to be a woman one day and a man the next, go right ahead. Yeah. So <clears throat> as we're wrapping up, uh, I want to leave two things out there for you. Okay. Um, and one is, if this is a trend, you know, there's a lot of trends with um, with all of this. Uh, one, where are we heading? Um, and where do you think, you know, if you were to predict um, or where you're already starting to see trends? Um, and I'm interested to see what you say, because you said something in the ethics class a couple of years ago when I was in your class. And I want to see if we're still on that track. Uh but the other thing I just told me what I said so I can see if I still <laughs> or what you remember. I, Go ahead. I, the other thing I just want to leave it open for anything that you feel like you feel yeah. like you need to be needs to be set here and yeah. that we feel like we're missing or you want our listeners to know. So, yeah, yeah. so I'll say this. Um, I think actually where we're headed is toward lawsuits. And uh, Rod Dreher, who's a well known commentator, Christian commentator on social issues and ethical issues uh, asked the question recently, where are the doctors who are willing to say no to this? Mm-hmm. Who are willing to say, I will not give the hormones, I will not give the surgery. Now there actually are, the best known of them is Paul McHugh, M-C-H-U-G-H, who was in a hospital that was doing trans. And he's a psychiatrist. Some people say the most important psychiatrist in America in the last 50 years. So not just a psychiatrist, but a very important leader. And he persuaded his hospital, Johns Hopkins, to stop doing it because, stop doing trans surgery because um, physiologically it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, even after the surgery, uh, the rates of suicide go up. The most comprehensive study said by 19 times. Yeah. Um, and hospitalizations for uh, psychiatric problems also go up, not right away. It's like you get a little boost from, yeah. you know, everybody's paying attention to me and then, uh, then the problems come back. And so we need doctors. I'm going to speak to doctors and say, we need doctors to stand up and say, this doesn't, you know, the first vow is do no harm. Yeah. But lawyers are getting involved too. And they're getting involved by suing physicians mm-hmm. who prescribe the hormones after just two visits. And they say, okay, your problem is your trans, here's what you do. And then they hurt people. Mm-hmm. Those lawsuits have actually started already. And in our culture, one of the ways we solve a problem is through lawsuits. And I'm, I'm going to predict that there'll be a lot of lawsuits. And there'll be a slowing down of the number of people who are given hormones. And a chilling effect on this wave. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it'll start to pass. There'll be another wave. There will be something else. There's always something else. So what is that? Is that something else? Well, I mean, you might remember that I predicted, uh, I've been predicting for a while that polygamous marriages are coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and I think that uh, that's logical, uh, given our sexual experimentation in our culture. Um, that the, uh, Next up could be polygamy. Okay. Because why not? I mean, if you can have two men getting married and two women getting married, why not a man and two or three women yeah. if he can handle it? So I think that, but who can really tell? I think that's a logical yeah. next trend. Yeah. I'm not saying that will be the next trend. <laughs> I'm saying it, it's, it's my best option. Yeah. Um, last thing I would say to anybody is um, let's get our attitude toward our bodies and toward gender roles right. If you're a mom or a dad or a teenager and you don't like your body, your child doesn't like your body, take it seriously, you know, um, but also point out that you're battling a lot of stereotypes and, you know, some people are just, some men put on more muscle and have broader shoulders than others. Doesn't mean you're not a man. You know, God gave you all kinds of gifts and abilities. And, um, you know, maybe you won't play football. Maybe you got great hand-eye. Maybe you'll be a great ping-pong player. Um, that's that's cool if you want to do physical things. If you don't, hey, listen, be a, play, play the saxophone. Yeah. Uh, it's outstanding. Most great chefs are male. Be a chef. Awesome. You know, if you've got a girl that likes to, um, you know, do rough sports and strong sports, affirm it. What's wrong with it? Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if you don't like the way your body looks, maybe you should push the cupcakes away and go to the gym a little more or just walk more. I mean, it's not bad to say that. Yeah. To somebody, if you have an ordinary dissatisfaction in your body, there's there are cures for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just have a, a big toolkit is what I'm saying. Right. Look at the cultural issues, look at the personal issues. Uh, listen to each other. Yeah. If somebody says, I don't like my body, don't freak out. Just say, tell me more. Yeah. What can we do about it? It's such a physical problem. Yeah. It's, a, it's a physical thing where, where men are changing into the women and vice mm. versa. But yet it's such a heart issue. You know, it, it's going down into deeper yeah. deeper things. And that's I think that's why it's such a big battle is because it's a we're seeing a physical thing in mo- in most sinful simple scenarios and um and, and hard, you know, elements of sin being in this world. Right. Um, come out as physical, but yet it comes down to, to our hearts and being cared for and loved. If, if you if you hate your body, there's a spiritual root to that. Yeah. And you know, one of the things if I know addressing parents is we go like this: you're married. Uh, you know, we're we're dissatisfied with ourselves. We're also dissatisfied with our spouses sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things people have always said in Christendom is this is the spouse God has given you. And they have flaws and they have strengths and re- give thanks for what the spouse God has given you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a man or a woman and you're not satisfied with your body, like, you know, you're a woman, my hands are too big or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm too tall. This is who God made you. And if there's a, a boy that says, I'm not very strong and I've got narrow shoulders, like, you know, there's some... You know, caving, it really helps to have narrow shoulders. 
Correct. Yeah. Expert cavers. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and the great runners are usually yeah. slender people. Yeah. And so are relatively slender people. You know, God made you the way he made you. And you can do things that are positive and constructive with the body he gave you. Yeah. And thank the Lord and believe in his providence. Believe that Jesus loves you, that God the Father loves you. And, and uh, instead of fighting who you are, accept who you are and ask, okay, what can I do with you know, the traits that I have? Yeah. Can I close with a weird story? Please do. Has, in a Please sense, do. it has nothing to do whatsoever with body at all. Okay. So uh, one of my kids uh, was tired of studying one day. And she said to me, and I quote, Dad, I wish I weren't so smart. I wish I, well, I didn't have to take uh, AP classes mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, honors classes all the time. I wish I could just take, you know, basic, simple algebra. And I said, honey, I got to tell you something. If they let you take basic, simple algebra, it would be because, you know, that's what you are capable of doing. And that would be every bit as hard to you as AP algebra, AP calculus. Yeah, yeah. So this, they're trying to challenge you. And I say this because, you know, here's an intelligent girl who's saying, I wish I weren't so intelligent. Mm-hmm. Which seems weird, but that's just human nature to be unhappy with who you are at times for whatever reason. Yeah. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. God knit us together in our mother's womb. And Everybody has traits they wish they didn't have. Everybody. The question is not, do you think you're perfect? Nobody does, because guess what? Nobody is perfect mm-hmm. except Jesus. But are you willing to accept and make the best use of the person God made you? Well, thanks, Dan. Um, it's hey, good to be with you. So uh, hopefully we'll have you back with whatever the next hot topic oh, is. Oh, yeah, listen, we'll, we'll take one a little bit easier maybe next time, but I'm glad to be part of your team. Yeah.